I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we're talking about my choice, I believe, for this week, which is Tokyo Godfathers. Yes, it was. Not mad at it. Not mad at it. I I was expecting to not like it given the first two minutes. Yeah. Given the premise, given the premise, I was not. I was expecting a slice of life. I was expecting something tear jerking, something depressing, something, for lack of a better word, cookie cutterish. I gotcha. You know. Yeah. Well, before that, uh, and before we actually started this, we were talking about our hair and how long we wait to cut it, and how <laughs> often we actually have to or buy shampoo. Uh, so if you want to catch a part of part catch a part of that conversation or or hear how uh, long my hair does not get uh, f- <laughs> feel free to join us patreon.com slash featured anime podcast dollar a month will get you there um so riveting, yeah, to- riveting conversation very riveting so uh, tokyo godfathers aired in 2003 uh november producers for it are dentsu and gunko uh and studio for it is madhouse it is an original as well, uh, the genres are comedy, drama, and it ran for just over an hour and a half. Yep. Now, you said it's an original. It makes sense because I haven't seen anything similar to it. It's not necessarily gritty, but it does show a little bit of realism in people's choices and whatnot. Right. And what's what's interesting is um, it was kind of co-written by uh, one of the writers for Cowboy Bebop, uh, Keiko Nobumoto. <laughs> I can see that. I can right. definitely see that. So so you have that, and then you have uh, uh, Satoshi Kon, who's also the director for this, which, you know, we've seen some of his work, Perfect Loop Blue and uh, Paprika. Yeah. And so can, he, he co-wrote this script with them. So I can definitely see his influences in here. And given the fact that it was from from the author or from the director or the writer, if you will, of Paprika, I was expecting psychedelic. I was expecting not this. This this I thoroughly actually enjoyed, whereas Paprika kind of confused me a little bit. I enjoyed that one, too. I want to point that out. But this one, there was no confusion. It was funny. It was not as lighthearted as I would be willing to recommend to family members, but at the same time, it's a freaking good show. I'd recommend to friends. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I am, I am right there with you on that. That is for, for sure. And one of the things that I found really, really great about this is that it was really well grounded in it too. So it's not like it was something, any, anything in particular or anything special or fancy about it but it was actually it it kept you grounded in the events that were happening they didn't do a bunch of jumping around and and distract you from the main story or or anything else that's going on kind of like i just almost did 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm moving around. And I just banged the crap out of the stand for the microphone. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Um, also, the the characters, the the three main characters that are there is that you can c- connect with them in their own individual way, because we've all been in a situation where we're just kind of like, what do we do from here? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Each person has its own, have their own unique, I'm not going to say backstory because the backstory seem fairly generic, fairly nondescript in a particular direction. Like you have three essentially homeless people trying to do stuff for Christmas or being in the Christmas spirit. One is a drunk. One is someone who feels like they've messed up and can't go home. And the other one is ashamed. So, I mean, yes, they're, they're fairly specific in that set of trios, but the, the genre, I guess, the, the caricature of the reason why people are in this situation is very generic, you know? Yeah. And what, what <laughs> Uh, the main guy that we deal with, uh, the father, if you will, I, f- I kind of saw this as a father, mother, daughter kind of trio. You know what I mean? It, it kind of, sort of. No, not not quite. Um, I, I, I mean, like I get it, but basically, how I kind how I interpreted it was, you have three people that are just basically trying to figure out what to do next, especially when it comes to certain conditions or situations that they're put in. And they're not exactly sure how to approach said conditions. And in this case, the condition being a baby that they find in the trash. Literally. Yeah, literally. While they're looking for other Christmas presents. Well, they're looking for for anything they can use to salvage, sell, or whatever to make their lives better. Uh, True, but in this particular instance, they were looking for a Christmas present for the little girl. Because everyone should have a present on Christmas. Right. And then they started fighting. You know, I, they, I say that, but there's there's a lot of books that people throw away in this show. Well, Lots I'm, of books, magazines. Yeah. Well, along with everything else, too. But yeah, it's really interesting because when they finally have the ba- have the baby. So you have one of the main characters, Hannah, and Hannah has this overwhelming urge to nurture this baby. And you find out about her her background as well and why she's in that particular type of situation. And it's not that she was forced into that situation by other people. She chose that situation, chose to be homeless simply because she felt that she had messed up and she couldn't go back to her place of work, friends and everything else because of what had happened. And, and so Hannah has this really overwhelming urge when she sees this baby to want to take care of it. To, to nurture it and be a mother towards this baby. And you have, um, what, what's it? Jin, who's like you said, kind of like the father type. And he, he really did have a father or he, he really was a father. So he had a yeah. child already. He was married and, and was had a family and everything like that. And what's interesting is he was so ashamed of his past and how he became homeless that he even lied about his family. Yeah. And you know, we really don't know exactly what happened in his in his defense. We we kind of sort of know. We we don't know all the details. We we just Yeah, we just the, the, the story he says is that he was a cyclist and he was paid to throw a fight basically or to throw uh, a, a race. Later he, on we find out good. 
no, no, I was going to say that's that's actually exactly what he says. And and then it's like further hammered in that that is what it is when he runs across the guy that, quote unquote, caused him to lose his family because it wasn't that he threw the cycling event. He threw the cycling event and then he said his daughter died because they had this disease, which is why he threw the event. And then his wife soon after followed. And so you were left with the assumption that both the mother and daughter had died. His wife and daughter had died. And that's why they were, or that's why he was homeless. He, he just couldn't bear with what had happened. If he had just stayed the course and he would have been yeah. fine. It was just kind of weird because the way that he set it up, it was like he did this to help his family. But later on, we find out that it's not everything as is what it seems. Yeah. Now, he also blames a gentleman in the show. Like, he's the one that did this to me. He's the one that did that. If it wasn't for him, I would still have my family. Right. And then later on, you find out that he was just a gambler of some kind. Yeah, he had a... He had a bunch of gambling debt and he had a bike shop with his wife. Yes. But what did that other guy do to cause such hatred? I don't know. That's a, that's a great question. Also, you, you learn that his daughter's not dead. His daughter's alive and she's actually a nurse. (laughs) She's a damn good nurse. Yeah. And she's marrying a doctor. Yeah. Who's really old. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) No, but you also see that. Yes. He's a drunk. Because he he steals alcohol from graves. Um, Yeah, he still gambles a little. um, But you also see that even though he is all these things, he's still very caring because he's able to help care for the baby, even though he's very against it. He's able to take care of our third main character, the the daughter, if you will, of the trio. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's saving up money to give to his daughter. Not much, mind you, but for a homeless person, it's a a large amount of money. Unfortunately, it's also a large amount of money he had to sacrifice Mm. in the aid of his friend. Yeah. Now, we never found out what was causing Hannah to cough up blood, did we? No, no, we we never did find out exactly what, what it was. and. Well, I assumed it was some kind of STD because they actually questioned, like, was it because of, you know, AIDS? But the answer was, it was an immediate no. It was, you know, something else. Yeah. And we never get that answer, which I'm honestly fine with not getting an answer uh, because I mean, like, I'm kind of not given how it ended. True. But but at the same time, I mean, like, they're still at the at the hospital, even fair. Fair. So. Well, it makes sense, but I mean, well, maybe. <laughs> and then, you know, you also have like a, a Miyuki who is the youngest of the bunch. And she's uh, like a high schooler, high school graduate who, who ran away from home, which is understandable why she ran away from home. She had gotten into altercation with her dad, who is a cop. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and then and stabbed his ass. <laughs> literally. Because she thought he got rid of her cat, the only thing that she absolutely loved, the only thing that 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 made her happy. And and what's interesting is, you know, that it had been quite some time since that had passed simply because she she was chunky when she lived at home. And now that she's homeless, she's a lot skinnier. And a few, I would say a few years are older. 
No, I wouldn't say a few years, but maybe, maybe one or two. Maybe one She's or definitely two. Definitely not. Yeah, as I was say, she was probably entering high school, maybe the end of middle school, and then in in the flashback, and then in the show, in the movie, she was looking like maybe second year of high school. So maybe two years, maybe. Maybe, maybe. You know what? Let me let me see if there's any any information that we can pull up on Def- her. Definitely old enough for her parents to have another kid without her knowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so you know she's already a teenager. Okay, she is. Well, according to the wonderful world of of Wikipedia and my anime list, um, she's a runaway senior high school student. Oh, a senior even. Okay, so, so she's not that far away from adulthood. Yeah. Uh, but what's interesting is even though that she had stabbed her father, which I'm sure there would maybe be some hard feelings, her family still wanted her back regardless. And well, I, I think and, it's more of a good. No, no, no. Go, go, please. I was going to say, I think it's more of a time heals all wounds situation. Yeah. Like they haven't seen their daughter in, in how long I'm pretty sure the worry for the child would outpace the being pissed. Oh yeah. 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 And and what's interesting is you don't know exactly what's going on or what's happening uh, when she sees a man on the train in another oh, train knew. across. Well, you knew, but you didn't know like exactly like the details of it. You just knew that she freaked out. She saw someone and she's like, oh, I need to run away. And then you find out the the reason why she ran away and, and that that guy was her father. <laughs> well, see, I didn't originally think that it was her father. I thought that it was the guy in the picture they saw and she was like, and there, there must've been some kind of history between the two. Yep. Probably. And that's kind of like what I was going on. Why does she recognize them or what the hell's going on? Like they know each other somehow, some way. And like, maybe she owed him money or something like that. And that's why she just had to book it out of there and get run away as fast as possible. Um, <laughs> run. But no, that was her father. And he was like, frantically trying to get her to, Hey, you know, come home, try and try and get her, her attention. And then you also see that a stack of papers from that are old. And on there is a n- news clipping on there that says your cat rich came back home. Please come home. Like doing what they can to just reach out to her. And say, please, please come home to us. Please return to us. Yeah. And she mentions a few different times that like, we can't go to the police. And if we did go to the police, they'd probably arrest me. Yeah. And it seems ambiguous at the time because every time it's brought up, I mean, it seems like a pretty like sideways comment from everyone involved Yeah. in the, in the context of that particular conversation, whenever they bring it up and it's, it does not feel forced, which I really liked. And I really enjoyed the fact that you learned along with the, the characters. Um, I thought it was a bit interesting that the baby seemed to be magical. Um, For well, lack of a better word, I'm, the baby yeah, kept yeah. saving their lives well, by killing matter- other people. Oh, <laughs> dark! Killing so many other people. Dark. Oh my god, dude! No. Every now, think about it. Ever since they met that baby, like nine people lost their lives supposedly, and at least fifteen people crashed. Okay. Like first and foremost, so it's Nora, right? Huh? Who? Han- Hor- what was the the Hannah? Hannah. Hannah? That's the one, yeah. 
So Hannah was running across the street with the baby in their arms, stops, turns around, starts pouting, starts telling off the other two. And right in front of her, there's a motorcyclist kind of sort of that skids (laughs) and falls. Uh, A little bit later on in the movie, an ambulance runs into a building they were literally just in. And the guy comes out and says, you might want to call an ambulance. (laughs) Like, and then. It just so many different opportunities for the baby to be like, I'm magic. It's fine. Be, be, be okay. And <laughs> just dang, dang near parachuting. That, that would, that would to me be, you know, baby magic. Yeah. So, yeah. And what's really, really in- interesting too. And what's really, really cool is it's not just them trying, figuring out whether or not they want to keep the baby, whether or not they want to, do anything with the baby. Uh, they ultimately, they want to return the baby back to, to the mother and they're, they're trying, trying an explanation. to, yeah, as to why the baby was in the, in the trash, which sends them on this really long journey throughout. And it's not like this whole movie takes place over weeks, months, years, it takes place over maybe a week. So new years and yeah. Christmas and new years. I mean, like, so it starts off in Christmas and goes through new years and that's about it. No, it actually goes a little bit. It goes a little bit farther because they finally give the baby back to who they think is the mom on New Year's. Yeah, but they run away to go get it back again instantly because on New Year's. True, true. You have a point. True. So, so it's takes place through that time frame right there, and I would prop and and the I would I would say yeah, exactly right up to New Year's Day is is the time frame for it. That makes sense. Now, what I also thought was hilarious is, and I'll never not like this this style of directing, um, but when our main characters are set, talking about all these bad things that could happen, or if they pushed, they do this, <laughs> and in the background, they've got characters who are doing those exact same things. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. It's oh, awesome. Oh, jeez. It moves this plot forward by far in the last time it happens with the lady who isn't the mom. Yeah. Cause they're like, I should just go jump off a bridge and then look back up and see my baby smiling. And they're like, Whoa, Whoa, Hey lady, no stop. Yeah. And they save a chick who just happens to be the uh, supposed mother. True. True. But it all, it it's all done for a very specific reason. So, and that's one of the things I really, really liked about this movie is that it didn't, just have things in there just to be in there. Everything in there was had a purpose, had a point, had a reason for it to be in there. So if they were showing you something, it wasn't just to show you. It's because it had some kind of relevance to it. And one of the other things that I actually thought was really well was the music for this was really well done. I don't think I noticed it that much, if at all. I remember the ending music. I don't remember music inside. It was there when it needed to be. You know, sometimes I'll admit that I have to watch it two or three times to get to the music because the music is put in such a fashion it's not noticeable, but it does heighten the mood. Yeah. Which is very possible for this. So, I mean, I honestly, for for this, it was honestly really, I got to say, it was really well done. And... The artwork well, I mean, for it too was great too. 
I was going to say, if you take into account who did it, of course it's well done. I'd be surprised. I'd be more surprised if it wasn't well done, considering who's there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's high praise. Don't get me wrong, but I think I think the directors kind of earned it. The playwright. To say the least. Yes. Another thing is, like I was saying, the artwork, how the drawings come off, the entire atmosphere for it, the sceneries that it gives off are truly great. And you can kind of see his uh, kind of calling cards, his marks in terms of animation style from all three movies. I mean, they're kind of similar. Like, uh, I want to say Miyuki, the girl, she kind of looks a little bit like Paprika when she's Paprika and a little bit like, um, gosh, what's her name from Perfect Blue? I know who you're talking about, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's like I'm kind of like the cross between used the a template. Probably. I mean, I'm not, mad. I, I'm not mad. It, it's it's generic enough to be relatable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. yeah it's, no, uh, I just I liked it. It was good. It was very good for what I was hoping for. For it was amazing compared to what I was hoping for. Yeah. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah. It's uh I don't know. This is one that I would definitely recommend. So I think, I think, I, granted, this is not a long, long one, but I feel like this is a great spot for us to kind of leave off with the rating on a, what do, you, what do you think? How do you feel? Given the ending and how I felt it was a little bit, uh, a soft bookend, if you will, definitely a bookend, but not as clean cut as I was hoping. And everything else, I'd probably rank this around an eight. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go an eight. Okay. It's something I would I'd recommend to other people, not to family, because my family wouldn't really understand that much, but definitely someone who enjoyed Paprika, um, but didn't really want all the craziness because there are some dark parts in there. For instance, who throws away a baby? Yeah. Um, but there's also levity as well because um, Hannah comes in and goes, it's a Christmas miracle for me. I prayed, I wanted one and it, see, I swear Hannah actually has superpowers because everything that is said comes true. Crazily, crazily enough. Um, however, yeah, my rating is eight and I I back this up. Okay. I'm I am actually going to go just a smidge higher. I'm going with a really? nine. Yeah, I'm going with a really? nine. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it a lot. I It hit all those points for me. It had... had the animation had the story and it flowed in such a way that made you happy and like you said it's not a solid bookend it's a soft end but it gave resolution which i am happy with it gave a kind of revolution resolution granted i would like to see more a little bit more (laughs) More detailed resolution (laughs) but it was a resolution and it was a resolution to the primary story which is about the baby Kyoko. Did we ever find out if that's even the real name? No, it's we never found out if that's the real name and and we know that's not the real name because that's the name they made up and that's also the name of uh Gein's daughter. His daughter. His real daughter <laughs> Kyoko. Yeah, who we find out <laughs> is alive and all that great stuff, which was yeah. a nice little twist. Yeah. Speaking of twists, I thought it was absolutely beautiful how a suicide turns into a uh, safe, uh, a life-saving event, if that makes any sense. 
an attempted suicide. Everyone lived over there. Yes. Right? Yes. So that Everyone by lived. itself was just shocking to me because you figured the chick who wanted to kill herself, the, the fake mom, all that stuff, is just awesome. And, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I'm still going to give it an eight. I was going to say maybe I should move it up to a nine, but I'm still going to give it an eight. Okay. So I think that's a, that's a great spot for us to leave off on. Uh, so uh, next week, I believe, is your choice. Yep, and you actually kind of got me going on the Cowboy Bebop shtick last week, and then even to say now that uh, one of the writers was made by Cowboy Bebop, I'm going to have to go with uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. So <laughs> 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 I couldn't help it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Cowboy Bebop, the series. All right, that's a great series. I'm not going to argue yeah. with that. It's, it's a wonderful series. Uh, but I'd like to point out, I'm not going to do the extra episode. I'm only going to do the original 26 episodes. That works for me. I'm good with that. All right. So, uh, well, that's all the time that we have for today. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us and checking us out. Uh, please don't forget to subscribe to us, like us, wherever happen to listen to us, consume us. It really does help us out. It helps us get discovered. If you want to support the podcast, you can reach out to us at Featured Anime Podcast at gmail.com, patreon.com slash Featured Anime Podcast at those anime guys uh, on Twitter and at Featured Anime Podcast on Facebook. And we also have stores. So if you want some merch, want some, uh, want to help support us like that, you can check us, check out our store, store.featuredanimepodcast.com. And until next time, I'm Jack. I'm Rick. And if you ask nicely in our Discord, I'll even make you a haiku, just like in this movie, a few times. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you later. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.